1: What's up? What's up, everybody? This is your girl Candy, and we here with your favorite podcast, Wokeish. What up? What up, y'all? I'm gonna let everybody introduce themselves. Starting to my right, Miss Mo. What's
2: up, y'all? Did you miss me? Cause I missed y'all and stuff. What's good, girl Mo? What's happening?
3: What up, though? This is Kirk.
4: Oh, it's me. It's me. It's,
2: it's... yeah. He He always
4: wow. just changed is... everything. <sighs> Hi, it's Marty Hollis, aka Coach. <laughs> He is in the building <laughs> this time.
1: Woo! On time, y'all. On, on time. time. Hey, yes.
4: Hey. Woo woo. Technically look, early. Look, I was here early. Matter of fact, I came here early and got me something to drink and came back.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, we was here before you, so that shut I- up. what's up y'all we got some guests here today we got loyal lifestyle 1000 my girl alicia and her husband vic they got a show for us and i just want them to take some time to introduce themselves to our guests what's up y'all
0: hey hey everybody hey (laughs) boo thanks for having us
1: they got a great story tell us uh, about like um like how long y'all been together just begin to kind of introduce us like it's who you are.
5: Okay, so this story kind of goes back a little while, so I'll try to make it really, really, I'll try to make it really, really uh, brief just for the purpose of this this podcast, but, um, you know, I knew Alicia, well, I'm going to say I knew of Alicia a while <laughs> back, like I'm talking about when I was like maybe about 17 or 18 years old when I was still, you know, uh, out in the streets, I was hustling <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, and um, I knew of her, but during that time, she was a bit younger than I was, and so it was like a little time that went by. Uh, I f- unfortunately found myself, you know, uh, in a situation where I had been incarcerated for an extended period of time. And uh, during that time, uh, during my me fighting and you know trying to get back, you know, to society, uh, I eventually made contact with their um, by way of a. A communication device. I say that. You know what I mean. (laughs) Technology, um, technology, right? Technology. You know what I mean. (laughs) They'll be, be (laughs) you know. (laughs) to, To be honest, you know, she didn't really have an idea as to how I was you know, how significant it was for me to be in a position to be able to communicate with somebody like that. You know, I had got on Facebook. I had, you know, I had to go through a lot while I was in there. But what actually ended up happening was, you know, I was so motivated and focused on getting out of the situation because actually I was a wrongfully convicted person. A lot of people don't know that. But, you know, I take full responsibility for, you know, things that had taken place because had it not been for uh, me being in the situation I was in, I wouldn't have been there. But to make a long story short, I ended up reconnecting with Alicia while I was in there and, uh It was just amazing because I got to learn so much more about her than I had, you know, you know, prior to me, you know, being Mm -hmm. incarcerated. And she just turned out to be Mm -hmm. oh man, just just heaven sent. You know what I mean? And she was she was was a real, real person. (laughs) And honestly, she was one of the she was the primary component in in helping me, you know, uh, obtain my freedom. So that's wow. That's beautiful. Definitely.
2: you all should see them. They look look like a a painting. They look so cute together. I gotta tell you. you. you.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, you know, he pretty much said it all. You know, we um, we met years ago, but we pretty much linked up. Um, we'll be together six years in September. Okay. We're actually getting married August 8th. That's all awesome. right. So, all 2020, right. we just had our um, first daughter. Right. Um, she'll be three months in a few weeks. And, um, you know, we're mm-hmm. just blessed. You know, um, we've been through a lot, but we got through it.
6: Yeah, so, that's awesome.
0: So, you know, we came out with a brand called Loyal Lifestyle 1000, and it's based on our love and loyalty for one another. Mm. Wow. You know, so, what we go around, and we just pretty much try to motivate people to stay loyal. Mm. Okay. You know, and uh, that's what it's all about.
1: So, what I like um, about that story is that she stayed loyal, and I know for a fact, as being, you know, uh, both of our kids were growing up together on a football team, and we just clicked, you know, and she... Y'all just don't know. It it was tough. I seen her some days, you know, some stressed wow. out. Just so many phone calls. She would have mm-hmm. to take. run downtown, run here to go see. I mean, they have a story. I can tell it because I seen it, but I ain't go do it. But right. <laughs> I'm going to let her do lot. it. Was yes. It was a lot that definitely. I seen. And, you know, so many times she was waiting for him to come home. And then, nope, you got to go do this. You got to yep, reappear exactly. this. And yep. definitely. it was just so heartbreaking. But to just know that he's finally back yes. and, right? yes. you know, and in society just showing you that you can push through you can do whatever you you guys are that example and Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's a lot of people that are like really looking you know looking for y'all to continue on and give them strength too you Mm -hmm. know you don't know who watching this you know right now live or who's listening to us so i just felt like that was just a story to talk about but yes tell us about some of the merch and even the books that you guys got going on
5: okay so so um our Loyal Lifestyle 1000 brand actually started when I was incarcerated, right? Um, we had been talking about our love and loyalty to one another, and we had been, you know, uh, pretty much sharing it with everybody on Facebook. Like we pretty much documented our entire story, and so you know a lot of people kind of you know, followed along, and they were, um, I think they were very supportive of Alicia during the time that you know I was incarcerated and she was going through what she was going through. Well, we both were going through it, but hers was a little bit more visual. And so as she began to kind of like, like she, she's a professional woman. I mean, this woman, like, seriously, she's her professional. She, she's kind of modest about it, but she's double master's degree. You know what I mean? Like she, she no, is girl. really like up there, you know, she has her own, you know, her son. She, she's very um, well-rounded to say the Beautiful. least. And to, for her to have placed her private life on a platform such as social wow. media to, you know, be up against all of the potential ridicule and, yeah. you know, just judgment and all that. That, was, that took a lot for her, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it wasn't all negative. A lot of people really just kind of like, were like, okay, yeah, you know, they support. watched it. But then they saw it developing into something else. They saw how hard she was pushing for me. They also saw, they I think they saw a little bit of what I was doing, you know, during, you know, behind bars. But it was more so her because she was the one that was more accessible to everyone, but right. what what makes the, the, the brand so powerful is because not only did we stay true to one another, we stayed true to what we stood on, and that's ultimately, you know, what helped me to regain my freedom. So when I got home, you know, we were just, you know, doing what we do, you know, sharing our love for one another, and we had gotten some t-shirts made, you know, talking about loyal lifestyle and everything, and it was like, when people saw it, I think it was more so on social media, it was like, well, where did y'all get those shirts from? And we basically like, this is just us, we represent this for us. And we it, put it like this, it 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 would seem to be so attractive to people that we just decided, you know what, we're going to go Can ahead make and a make brand? this a, a real brand. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We're not right. just going to talk about <laughs> it. We're going to be about it. And what we noticed was that not only was people attracted to the concept of the loyalty that she and I shared for one another, it was more so just loyalty in general, whether a person was being loyal to their family, loyal to their friends, their jobs, their country, whatever it may be, people just kind of gravitated toward it. And so when we started uh, producing the merchandise, we decided we are going to make, you know, hoodies, T-shirts, uh, caps, uh, various different types of apparel. We set up our website. We began to promote it. We got business cards. We started doing, um, you know, small vending events and things of yes. that nature. Now, while also while I was incarcerated, Alicia and I wrote uh, several children's books. And uh, we had started a, a nonprofit program called uh, the Kind Kids, uh, the Ray and Kind Kids uh, Foundation. And basically, wow. what Kind Kids stood for, Kind was an acronym for Kids in Need of a Dad, because I was an individual who had left. I have an older son mm. who I had left out here, and being as though I was a stepfather to Alicia's son Ray, you know, it seemed just necessary right. to produce something that would be, positive. you know, positive and, wow. and could reach out to different people. You know what I mean?
2: Wow. A uh, quick question for you guys. Is there a specific uh, population that you guys target that you deal with, like whether it be the in, um, at, at risk youth like you've mm-hmm. been incarcerated before? So sure. a lot of our young African-American men are incarcerated. So sure. um, with your experience and you uh, being a single parent for a while, uh, a young African-American woman, is there a specific um targeted population that you guys more so deal with based on your experience or is it uh like just something that it kind of flows and you could kind of touch a little bit of everybody
0: well it kind of flows um, okay i'm actually an educator i work in the school system so i deal mm-hmm. with that a lot on an everyday basis. so just me in general i try to reach out to different kids that i see that needs help or you know whatever i can do to kind of help them move forward um, okay. with that um in general we pretty much just try to keep everything on a positive Wave based, um, even with our clothing line. Anybody that's loyal, want to be loyal, practice being loyal. Mm-hmm. This brand is for you. Mm. You know, uh, with our children's books, I have went around and did different seminars at schools and things like that. So we're pretty much just trying to reach whoever we can mm. on a positive wavelength, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter the age.
5: Well, I will add this as well. Like during the time that I was incarcerated, I did a lot of study. I, um, I went to. Uh, studied a couple of courses with the University of Michigan in sociology, and I also uh, became one of the primary ambassadors in there for the youth deterrent program. Mm -hmm. And so I had begun to reach out to the youth even during my time in there. So it was a program to where, um, say, for instance, social services and maybe judges or someone would refer, you know, wayward youth toward this particular program, and we would sit down and have dialogue with them. It wasn't a scared straight program because we felt like scared straight was a little it was a little risky mm-hmm. because sometimes you can break someone's spirit simply by trying to scare them. Yeah. My agree. main thing was wow. you know, trying to give them um, a dialogue and a story and something to reflect on based off of seeing where we were, because they were actually coming inside the prison to to visit us. Mm-hmm. And so when we sit down, we have these types of dialogues, it seemed like, you know, it it, it helped put it like this, out of a hundred percent of the children who came to us during that program, like 90% ninety to 95% of those children went on to graduate and, you know, do some things. That was just during the time I was there. And so um, I took that energy and I decided once I came home, I'm going to get a little bit more um, involved once I get, you know, I've been home for maybe about a year and close, a little over a year and a half. And so basically I'm just trying to set my foundation straight at home first, but at the same time, ultimately my goal is to go back and assist, assist as many um, youth as I can, because I, from the time that I left, I was I was incarcerated for 18 and a half years. Wow. So wow. by the time I got home, I actually saw such a significant change in society and how children were. And, you know, you know, dialoguing with Alicia every day on the phone with her experience in schools. Yeah. It was just like something has to be done. And yes. so that's kind of like what our uh, children's books and stuff are um, geared toward.
2: Yeah. That's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah. No, God, you got any questions
4: for him? Man, y'all answered every single question that I
2: had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like,
4: every, I had like a six or seven of them just rolling around in my head, and every single one of them you answered. But um, what you kind of kind of hit on, too, was, uh, like you said, your brand is about loyalty, and that's kind of what, what we talk about all the time, too, yeah. is that I've always been a firm believer of supporting the people that support you. That's right. And as soon as you, you know, like like you said, you was in there for a long time, right. and it, but the entire time that you were doing it, you were supporting, yes. you know, so, supporting your your, your lady. Right. You were supporting like the people in the neighborhood. You're mm-hmm. supporting the key Everything you were doing is just on point, man. I, I can't, I man, like I said, I'm not even joking. I have no questions because you answered <laughs> every single one of them. Every
3: yeah. single one of them, man. We love it. How, and so, I, just, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I just commend y'all for all the work y'all been doing. Thank really,
0: you. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate
3: it. Thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate and it.
0: And We also have some apparel, some um, loyal lifestyle apparel. We're gonna give you. All oh yeah, so. we brought you guys. We awesome. appreciate y'all. Oh, we got swag. Y'all see, see. <laughs> see the <this> <laughs> They cool. so you all all can sweet. Pick what you like?
4: Yeah, y'all can pick. You know, we, we didn't know
5: we
0: exactly. We have different sizes, so. Wow. You all can Pick what you like. If and it's, and, it's uh,
4: a hoodie in there, I'm good.
1: <laughs>
2: Let me see, Lish. I just want some shiny numbers like you got. Yeah, you want to bling. That's what I want.
4: So y'all got some stickers because she can. Yeah, like that. We, we
5: actually have a lot of um, merchandise thank that we are planning to, you know, produce thank and distribute a little bit more. We just, you know, we just came out here today, just want definitely wanted to, you know, you know, let y'all know we appreciate y'all for having us. Yeah. so thank you for just, coming. Like, small tokens, thank but we'll you. definitely, you know, shoot some more uh, merchandise. You all the yeah, way, sure, you know, sure. you know.
2: I did you. want to shine a little light. I'm pretty sure you've probably heard both of you probably about the um, school to prison pipeline. Sure. Oh yes. So I think you guys have a very Um, Direct influence on that And that's like It just kind of clicked to me Thinking about it because um, when I was in my undergrad, we talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful thing to see, like, the things that you both as individuals bring to, together to the table sure. because you have, like, a direct influence on stopping that consistent cycle of underprivileged, underserved youth sure. and stopping that cycle from them going to be locked up. So I just wanted to commend you, you guys you. for, you know, pushing forward in such a really difficult time. I can't imagine the things that you two went yeah, through it was a lot separately
5: yeah and to be honest no what you just said it, it it all ties back to the loyalty aspect like for instance I'll give a brief example of something that I mean you have a say a man and a woman who's together uh, they produce a child mm-hmm. right and you know for instance one of the, the the guy may be in the streets or you know just get caught up in stuff and they end up going to become incarcerated for a while so he goes there he leaves the woman out there to raise the child the young guy is in there, and she may, the woman may actually stick by his side, try to help him get out, say he only got a couple of years to do. Mm-hmm. Rather than that individual, and I'm speaking about the guy, go in there and try to better himself so that when he comes home, he can actually rebuild his family and make it stronger. A lot of times, guys will go in there, and then this is not for all guys, so I don't want no one to think that I'm like bashing the guys. That's mm-hmm. not what it's about. But what I am saying is what I was seeing on my own experience. And so, what will happen is they'll go in there, they'll, you know, sit around, not really do. Not even not really try to come as productive as they can. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And then when they do come home out of all of the things and all of the loyalty that the woman may have showed him, the guy will go right out and do just the opposite of what he should do, like running the streets and, you know, basically disrespecting his woman and, and basically leaving her out there alone again. Mm-hmm. So all, in turn, what happens is the child sees that and the child goes through the exact same cycle because mm-hmm. he hasn't been totally thinking any different. Yeah. And all of that stems from, a, and just that scenario stems from a disloyalty of that man to that woman, which ultimately passes down to the generation of kids because they're going to Maybe pretty much absorb and put out exactly what they see. Mm-hmm. And so you have a a cycle and a generation of children who think that it's okay to be disloyal yes. and, you know, not take care of their responsibilities. I mean, not necessarily being disloyal to another person. I'm saying just being disloyal to themselves.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: You know what I mean? And so it's 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 very necessary to have an element of loyalty in every relationship. Yes. I think that's one of the primary cornerstones of it. and. You know, that's, and
2: how that's awesome. you kind of explain being loyal to yourself enough to yes. know I deserve better. Yes. And because of that, and other people are watching. And that's
4: kind of what we were talking about, too, in our um, group chats is that, um, like, I was sitting there telling them that my personal opinion, too, is that it kind of ties into what you were saying. I think a lot of times is that this generation has found it to be lazy yes. mm. it's like it's a lot easier it's a lot easier for you right. to go out there and just do what the status quo is it's a lot Absolutely. easier for you to just kind of see oh well they're doing it i'm just going to keep doing it mm-hmm. too yeah. instead of having an individual thought process saying That's hey right. you know what yeah. let me i want to change it's like everybody wants to complain but they don't want to change Absolutely. it's like so where where you have to make the change is it's just like you know what i got to stop doing this i don't like this let me do something different mm-hmm. that's right so i mean like like you were saying that all kind of ties into it too yeah. is loyalty and like disloyalty and laziness that that's Absolutely. that's a that's a killer
5: mm-hmm. see one sure. thing they also have a tendency to say. when i say they i'm talking about in general mm-hmm. um children in this generation um and not necessarily children because some of these Adults. children yeah. Yeah. Adults. they're grown now. yeah yeah, you know what yeah. yeah. And so it is it is it is kind of like been passed along what, what I've noticed is they've become a lot more complacent and they sit back and they just expect everything to be handed out to them. It's like they're entitled to something mm-hmm. as opposed to the old school principles of get out there and make it happen. If you don't work, you don't sleep, you don't sleep, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. You don't really see that too much. You'd rather have a young guy, even some young girls out there, and you'd rather just go and rob somebody yeah. mm-hmm. as opposed to just like, damn, okay, how can I sit back, put my thinking cap on, come up with a way to generate some funds in a positive way or a productive way? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and do something with that. But once again, when you have a significant... Amount of individuals, men, mainly black men who are incarcerated, who either fail to relate those those type of principles to the younger generation or are simply so um, disconnected from them that they can't interact with them on a level. It's like it's it's like a lost cause. You got some young men and I say young men because this is what I was mostly around who completely disrespect the elders as if what they did before them had no meaning at all. Right, and it's you know, it's it's it's, it's 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 sad, but I I I I believe in hope, and I think that you know just by taking you know one of the steps as such as what Alicia and I are doing, it, it can contribute to some positivity or at least that's help right. change something if if not everything.
1: So, how do you feel about um, therapy, especially especially for people of color, since that's the majority um, of the people that are incarcerated? Mm-hmm. How did you go about therapy, or how did you? and you know because like you said you were away for 18 years and sure. society definitely changed like how it it almost seemed like you were able to transition so beautifully yes. like i didn't even know it was 18 years until we had you all up here right now but sure. how like how can yeah. you like man well, like i say that
0: sometimes <laughs> myself too are I'm you like, serious I'm to, to say <laughs> okay, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. And, you and get she, what I'm saying? Like, how? You act to be only, right? Like <laughs> no, no, no like, real her, talk. She's like, to be on. What? You know, sometimes I, I say the same thing, but I say it's just, it's a blessing. It's talk a blessing. about
1: <laughs> that. Like, what did you do to okay, mentally so, prepare?
0: So, you so, know what I'm saying? So, basically,
5: I'm going to be honest with you, right? Um, and this is with all, you know, um, due respect and uh, humility, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've always been somewhat of an, an advanced child. Like I always hung around older people or whatever. so my degree of patience ended up growing to help me become who I am. I used to be really, really um impulsive impulsive. I was really impulsive when I was younger. But what I learned, one of the primary things that helped me to transition back into society like I did was after about three or four years of being in there when I realized because I had you no, know, this is another story, make it real quick. I was in the dope game. I sold a lot of drugs and I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I made a lot of money. And so with that money comes a lot of arrogance.
6: Yeah. And
5: it came to the point where I really didn't, I didn't care about anything. I'd do what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But what I learned was during the time that I was incarcerated after the first few years, when I realized no, ma- no matter how much money I had and how many lawyers I paid,
6: you were in if there. I
5: was in there wow. and it wasn't just going to change. Mm-hmm. And so I went from blaming individuals because it wow. was easy. Oh, this person said this, this person told me Had they not did this? You know, it, I went through that phase for a while. And when I began to embrace the fact that regardless of whether or not I was um, wrongfully convicted and in there for something that I actually didn't do, there was still a thought and an action that preceded all that would cause me to be in the situation or the position to be placed in prison in the first place. So once I began embracing those uh, concepts that it was my responsibility to do what was necessary to get on point, then my whole outlook changed. I started paying more attention to what was going on around me. I started communicating with people more differently as opposed to talking at them and talking down to them how I was when I was there. It was more so like I'm in here. I, I was a person who would never ask for help. Like, I'm,
1: hmm. what? <laughs> you know it all, right? <laughs> you know, like these, young, young, like you know these young, young kids, right?
5: But, but after a while, it I, I realized that it was more, it, this situation was bigger than I was. Mm-hmm. And so I began to read more. I began to uh, just become a little bit more open-hearted and, and, and sensitive to what other people's situations were. And so the more that I became involved with organizations such as NAACP, um, uh, Chance for Life, um, I was involved with a lot of organizations within the prison that gave us different resources and, you know, things to connect with the streets so that I could really see what was what. But to make a long story short, I stayed focused. I turned my consciousness inward and Mm. began to realize that I had the power to control my destiny. And rather than leave it up to someone or something outside of myself to determine what and who I was going to be and define who I was. You know, I just decided I was going to take it into my own hands. And with my queen, who I knew was faithful and loyal and devoted to me in all those different right ways, I didn't think that I could be stopped. So I just focused all of my attention on being as productive as I could, kept my ear to the streets and focused all of my attention on getting out as opposed to doing things that would probably get me in there.
0: And on top mm-hmm. of it all, I was a praying sister. Hi, uh, no you brother. got, it got it. the glory, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no know, First of all, <laughs> we, kept, we kept the faith <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it all worked out. You it know, I'm, um, you know, we're living testimonies that it can work out. Yeah. You know, um, I know so many people had doubts. I know people was looking at me crazy. Mm-hmm. What's she doing with him? He got 20 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, actually when we actually, um, Got when it was in January, of uh, the
5: past year. Yeah,
0: we went to court January 26th, oh, Yeah, and he ended up still after the judge <laughs> said he could come home. He still
5: ended up being there almost a year.
0: Being what? in there almost a year to get released. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, wow, we actually, to, it was over a year. Yeah, we went yeah, to the I parole Candy board. You about that, no. um, we went to the parole board about what three four Listen, times. I was
5: I was one of the I'm gonna say I was one of the first people in MDOC history who had to go and see the parole board like four times. I mean wow. never. I mean, like he, it they was they called me. I went up there. I stayed in my case. Alicia was actually my representative. Uh she and my father came up there and I'm thinking that everything everything went good. They called me back and was like, Well, we need more information. And I said, Okay, well, you know, what is it that you, you want me to say? I mean, I've accepted responsibility for um everything that has been laid before me. Um, I don't, you know, I don't turn away or take away anything that's taken place. I embrace it all. Okay, cool. They sent me back, caught me up again. Like they just kept doing it. And, and we never let go. Oh, man. I have been denied. I got denied so many times. And, you know, to be honest, we fought to get myself out of there. It wasn't a lawyer. It wasn't a judge. It wasn't. We fought. I fought for those first 12, 13 years. And Alicia came in and just, because I was weary. I was mm-hmm. so tired of getting oh denials. My gosh. When you get denial- denied so many mm-hmm. times, when you know that. You like I said, Alicia's you really shouldn't be there. Yeah. It was it's, a lot. it's 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 heart wrenching. But Alicia came right and in. Like even time now and, that you know.
0: we're sitting here, yeah. he will still still be in there. Right yeah, now. I
5: still had I still had
0: mm.
5: I still had a couple more years to do.
0: Just to get parole. Just to,
5: to get a parole.
0: So we ended yeah. up, you know, we he lost his appeal a couple of times. We fought, yeah. we fought, we fought. You know, I learned the law. He knows the yeah, law she really, actually really had,
5: well. Alicia, you know, she like I said, she'll be modest about a lot of things. But you know, <laughs> as educated as she is, she actually went back and took some criminal defense courses just to yeah. assist me in being able to wow. understand that law, understand yeah. how to Girl. communicate.
1: with She the didn't Atari's, tell me that, y'all. She yeah, is she, very yeah, modest. I mean, but she, she, she was busy too, though. Like, yeah, I mean, for yes, uh, you know,
0: I would be sitting. At football practice, you know, Candy will be there uh-huh. and I'll be like, this Vic, I'm going to you You know, and I got to get home because he going to call after yes. count. You know, I'm, I'm just so happy that it's all over and it's a blessing that, you know, we're able to sit here and, yeah. you know, give back. And, you know, that's just what it's all about. Absolutely, you know, we try to keep everything on a positive platform.
1: And that's this, I think y'all are like a perfect example of. Um, spreading positive energy and getting that back in return. After all those years, after all the denials, yeah, look where you at now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people probably joke around. They probably still to this day don't like all the love that y'all continue to, you know, put out (laughs) there. But you're not putting it out there for show. You putting it out there because you're happy. You know, you you love what it's real. You love what you're doing. You've been through too much. You can care less what anybody got to say. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to encourage y'all to continue to do it. Um, continue to push, continue to show the world what black love is. And that was one of the last questions that I had um, written that we, you know, discussed is can y'all explain y'all definition of black love for us? And the highlight of Valentine's Day, y'all. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Well, you know, I'm just
0: going to say black love is loyal love. All right. Understanding love Mm. and prosperous love.
5: I think that exactly what Alicia said.
0: Um, (laughs) But in addition
5: to that, I think that black love starts with knowledge. Knowledge of yourself and understanding what it is um, about, you know, the two individuals who are in the union makes you all be who you are. Mm -hmm. and then when you understand or when you know something about one another I think you have to start applying what it is that you're learning and what it is that you know and once you apply that love and apply those principles that you learn about one another you gain a better understanding and when you continue to revolve and do that same thing over and over and over you never stop learning so once you continue to learn someone over and over and over and the positive aspects of what you learn you apply it you're going to get back everything that you put out and I think that that's that's what black love represents.
1: And that's today. what y'all been getting back, like, mm-hmm. all of that back. And I just love it. Uh, shout out some of y'all social media so everybody can know where to follow y'all at, on where on to IG. buy some of this uh, apparel. <laughs> on peril. Instagram, right.
0: Loyal Lifestyle 1000 1, on IG.
5: Loyal Lifestyle 1000 IG, Loyal Lifestyle 1000 Facebook. Um, we have Loyal Lifestyle 1000com which is our website for our merchandise. All right. um, we have um, we have Vicky Mac. Detroit.com, which is another uh company that Alicia and I started. Um and we also actually started um a live uh, episode type of platform on live Facebook the Live called with the Loyals. And on actually YouTube. it's a precursor. Uh, yeah, it's actually a precursor to um we hadn't really talked about it much but since we on. Live now we'll talk about it. We actually <laughs> I, we actually are we are in the process of producing a talk show. So Alicia what? and I are actually gonna be uh, hosting,
1: okay. hosting yeah, That's it's called, awesome it's called, it's called Lit yeah. with the Loyals Live, yes. I like that so, name, Lit with the Loyals. That's I like that's that. real nice.
2: I like, like that. It.
0: And then you can also look us up on the Loyal Lifestyle Family One Thousand on YouTube and basically it's just a little tour in our lives, our uh-huh. everyday life with Ray and <sighs> Maybe True and us just doing a family thing and you know.
5: Yeah. Oh, another thing is to like our children's books. We're actually going to be publishing a new book. Um, we want to say around May. It would have been a little bit earlier, but things kind of got set back, you know, when Alicia had the baby. So um, the, the name of our uh, children's book company is Royal Tykes uh, Merchant Children's Merchandise or Royal Tykes Children's Books. You can also see us on Facebook um, at Royal Tykes Children's Merchandise and Children's Books as well.
1: Wow, how y'all make it look so easy? I'm trying to figure out, we trying to figure out how to keep our podcast on. on, I Listen, y'all hear this? We got some work to do, okay? Because they're doing it and it's two of them. And it's how many of us? Four, five, six? Oh, Jesus. Even the haters, we had to count them (laughs) too. You
6: got to count the haters. The haters push you. But no,
1: wow, like, Wow. I am amazed. At least I didn't know all that was going on. I follow you, boo, but wow, I didn't know y'all had that much going on. So when we don't see her, when we don't know what's going on, I just see that God is just moving in, y'all. And so y'all just working, and it just is what it is. I I love
2: it. I got a new passion for y'all (laughs) because I I work in social work, so Mm -hmm. one of the populations very close to me is prisoner reentry, and I spent quite a bit of time, so I'm kind of (laughs) biased versus a lot of people. But... To me, it's just so beautiful, man. Just the—I know this is only a snippet because, sure. like you said, she's obviously very modest. Yeah. So So, yeah. uh, just a little bit I've heard, I'm deeply touched by yeah. the different Thank things you. that you guys have done, and um, I actually want one of them books for my baby when baby comes. Oh, so, like, you it. should we see the it.
1: cover. I—I I was actually hoping she would have brought one of the books just so I y'all could see it. it oh, no, man. you could have brought it because right. the book cover is so super cute. Like, mm-hmm. right. it's—it has all the right colors, and it's. It's so
2: super cute. Well, this won't be y'all last time here. We okay. want y'all no, back no, again. Probably. so we them, like, And, we, and we'll know. bring Let the books know.
5: and everything. But just oh, also for the viewers, too, like, they can go and, uh, like, purchase those books. They can either get them directly from us. Okay. Or Amazon. On Amazon. Oh, Amazon, nice. Barnes & Noble, okay. uh, mostly Books in Print, um, Boker's Books in Print. I mean, just various yeah, different online, uh, online uh, booksellers. And I do want to say one more thing, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to say this with, with all sincerity, just being straightforward, like... I know, I do what I do straight from my heart. I love this woman. It is what it is. It's no sugar coating. It's no faking the funk. This is what it is. But I also do know that I have a responsibility to demonstrate that it is a lot of guys who get a bad rap for being in prison and then coming home and doing just the opposite of what I'm doing right now. Like, mm-hmm. that's like a huge majority. But I do want to, you know, just demonstrate and show individuals like it can be done. And this ain't nothing that I'm forcing. It really is it's what it true. is. I think sometimes that... You just have to find the right person. I think that you have to have the right energy within yourself, and I think you just have to have your mindset on the right goals, and it'll it come to you easy. It's, mm-hmm. it's what it is. How
1: how um, hard or how easy was it for you to transition into the workplace?
5: Well, the workplace, I've never been um, afraid of hard work, even though when I was out in the street hustling, I put in a lot of hard work. Um, but at the same time, I think my work ethic is what, you know, propels me in the work field. Like when I first came home, um, my initial, because I got a, that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that. But I I have, (laughs) I have a, I invent things. I'm an inventor. Mm -hmm. And so I actually designed this app that I had been working on. So originally when I first came home, my goal was to go to learn a little bit more about IT. Wow.
0: So Mm -hmm. that, that
5: was my goal. And, but when I came home, another opportunity presented itself for me to get off into welding. And so when I went to the welding program, I passed it. I was one of the top individuals in the class. I actually started liking it, Start working in fabrication and building uh, different parts for uh, the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. But then I went from there, and I was interested in becoming an, an iron worker. So I decided that I was going to go training for that. So now I'm a Local 25 iron worker, and that's what I do now. Like right now I'm down there helping build a new part to the Motor City Casino. But that's just wow. where I am. My next goal is to... Um, but you know what's so funny?
0: Since <laughs> he's been home, he's actually helped. um
5: Oh, eight people become yeah. iron
6: workers. Yeah,
5: and wow. he's also.
0: And, and what's crazy is that he has had to work on prisons. Wow, uh,
5: yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually had yeah. to help build a couple of facilities myself. Wow. you wow. know, it was a situation where it was kind of bittersweet. I was going to ask you, how, how did, did that, feel that feel? Uh, like, like, damn, I'm actually building another institution that may wow. house some other individuals who may not necessarily be on the right track mm. but you know it's, it's part of life right you know what I mean and mm. so yeah
1: I'm glad you didn't let it like you know let you down or bring you down yeah. or uh, you know y'all continue to go forward with everything that you all are doing and right. wow every time I ask a new question they keep telling y'all <laughs> hear this man say he did an app yeah, I this time? <laughs> yes, I, can't. I can't. I can't right
2: now. I,
1: uh, now, when we t- now when we post and text each other, we right now it's gonna be like, nope, we gotta get this done. Right. No that's excuse. Right. I don't want to hear nothing, coach. Oh, no, I know well, I playing.
2: Why gotta be I, me? <laughs> 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 I'll just play. It's messed up. I'm I seriously <laughs> need to reevaluate the goals in my life. That's I have very that. low self-esteem oh, in this moment. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I don't wow. even know why I even show up because <laughs> it's the type of stuff we got to go through. <laughs> no, but seriously, just, just think about this. Man.
5: When you're away for, you know, I, I I gloss over it and I laugh at it or whatever, but I did almost 20 years, like, straight. It was no come home, go back in there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. literally had to focus uh-huh. my attention literally for all of, that, all of that time. I never stopped fighting. Like, seriously, even through all of those
0: Denial. denials and
5: rejections, So, I'm saying that to say that I am happy to be home. So, when you see my drive, it's not just because (laughs) I wake up every day and I just got this burst of energy. It's just that I know how much time that I lost. Mm -hmm. Wow. And if it's it's a day, I just want to maximize every opportunity Mm -hmm. within my life to its greatest potential.
1: Because some people don't take those second chances. They don't. You know, they... Man, okay. they just don't. It, it's so many different things happen when people get out. Yeah, and they get
0: so happy, I'm mm-hmm. out, I'm out. Then they forget what they took take them it for in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They it don't have a game like, plan when they get out. Yeah. That's like yeah. they don't they
1: have, have guys to,
5: that's actually on their way back in there before they get out because their plans are yeah. associated with something that's going right, on exactly. back. And the
1: system know that about you. They like to yep. look at they your rap record. You know, tag number. Then he'll be back. He'll be back. I remember my father. That was something he used to say. All the time. And, you know, my dad was a product of someone that was constantly going into in and out of prison. And it was a complete system. And I felt like it was a system to, of course, bring people of color down, especially our black men in our homes. I was telling my husband the other day, um, the roles of black men in homes is so valuable and Throughout the years when we don't have a black male in the home, you know, your value begins to decrease. It begins yeah. to decrease to society. And I just kept looking at my husband, as especially as we was watching uh, Who Shot Malcolm or Who Killed mm-hmm. Malcolm, mm-hmm. like... It was a huge eye-opener, and it, man, it, it, you know, it really just touched me. So just mm. to hear how you stood by him, and some people, you know, they tend to not stand by people that's incarcerated. They throw away the keys, make mm-hmm. it seem like you have, you know, no purpose, and I'm just in wild well, with yeah, that. I'm yeah, I'm sure
0: I was talked about, but guess what? It was all working. Oh, she, she,
5: she, she might have said this either. She lost a lot of, you know, a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, this real talk, like, she lost a lot of friends – and it wasn't like, oh, woe is me. I lost some friends. It was more so like, okay, well, whatever. This is what <laughs> right. honestly, but, it, but that made me feel yeah. that much more valuable because wow. these were people that she had been attached to for a while. And so when she had no problem with pretty much cutting them loose for me, it's like, wow. Okay. It's like, it was a what? sacrifice. And you know She never what I mean? talked
1: about that either. And yeah. I mean, like her main focus, and I'm going to be 100 which because I used to see her all the time at games every Kids was practicing every night. night. (laughs) And she would say, I can't wait to Vic get home so he can take (laughs) Ray to practice. (laughs) But no, like, she didn't even, she never even brought up any of the friends that didn't stick around. You know, she was just happy for the ones that was like cheering her on and she really knew who those people were. You know, who real friends are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's exactly. cheering you on, that's praying for you, yeah. that's saying, "Sus, this going to happen. Yeah. You know, you keep your... Uh, I was, I was. <laughs> 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 I just wanted to see it come through and to have y'all here today. That is such a blessing and it. so I amazing. So Definitely. cool. And uh, we going to wrap it up. I just wanted to tell y'all thank you for everything. You. We appreciate it. We, we really appreciate, do it appreciate so. the thank shirts you. and thank everything. Thank you. Yes. All right.
2: What else oh. we got on the on the agenda? Yeah, we got plenty, y'all. We got some stuff we need to talk to y'all about. Uh oh. Yeah, child.
4: <laughs> I'm just gonna sit back and let her go ahead.
2: And... No, you in it. What? You ain't in trouble. I'm just saying you in you
4: it. You made it sound like I was in trouble earlier.
2: Well, usually you are in trouble. I can't help you. Well, my I mean, tone. I
4: can't. Whatever.
1: Alicia and Vic, I don't know if y'all still wanted to answer since y'all got. Some more time on the clock. Uh, How one of the things that we were talking about, and since I know that y'all are a couple and everything, and I know Vic was uh, bringing up, you know, he had a kid, you know, that he ended up leaving behind when he got incarcerated, not Mm -hmm. intentionally, of course, but Mm -hmm. it happened. Uh, So one of the questions that uh, one we were talking about, we were talking about Floyd Mayweather making sure that uh, his baby mamas was good. (laughs) <laughs> and his children was still well taken care of. And this was something that was going around on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions it was, how would you feel if your husband is treating, treating his baby mama with gifts, paying her bills, and making sure his children or child, you know, or child is well taken care of? How can y'all weigh in on that before y'all leave?
5: Um, me personally, uh, when you have a guy who produces children, it's not even really treating them a certain way. That's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's not nothing that you should be getting, you know, commended for. Mm-hmm. That's your job, you know. As far as the uh, mother of that child, I don't think that there is a necessarily a bad thing with making sure she's okay because we don't know what their history was. As long as it doesn't um, intersect or cause any confusion with there the you current go. woman that mm-hmm. he may be, yes. With. I don't think that there's a problem. I think that, of course, before any gifts and you know <laughs> things exchange hands, in that regard, I think that should be something that should be communicated and okay. you, know, you know talked about between him and maybe the person who he's with. And yeah. I'm thinking, and you see, I notice I'm at Alicia, because I'm thinking of myself being in a situation like that. Me personally, I don't necessarily have a bad relationship with my son's mother. It's just it's just a neutral thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but most definitely, my son. I'm not. He's. That's just
0: part of the package. And
5: mm-hmm. Alicia was when I while I was away, my son was grown. I, I'm I'm a grandfather three times now. Wow. And my son is my son is 26, <laughs> wow. and so Alicia was taking care of and making sure that my son was good when I was away. Wow. Even though I was, you know, making mm-hmm. sure he was good, but she was just taking that role as a stepmother to the level that she felt it needed to be taken to. So, I, I mean, to answer the question, I don't think that it's necessarily anything wrong, especially with him taking care of his children, um, because that's his responsibility. But as far as, you know, him taking his care of his kid's mother and, you know, showing her gifts, I think that's something that can be, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a... It's
0: a touchy situation. Yes. Well, no, it's, it's
5: touchy, but it's just something that has to be discussed. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. then
0: again, it depends on a woman. You got a lot of women that have kids, mm-hmm. and they just want to try to latch on to the dude because mm-hmm. he got money, mm-hmm. and they yeah. overdo it. Uh-huh. So my thing is your responsibility is to take care of your kid. That's right. And you a grown woman. Mhm. You can take care of yourself. That's mm-hmm. right. Because sometimes if you let that in it'll be a whole issue. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got some women they just want the money. They don't do you boo. Mm-hmm. But you over here riding beans and Lamborghini on me. No, we're going to take you to this game. That's going to be what it is. And you better not come home and talk about you did anything. The baby, well, she need a car to get to work. She got lead. Right. She, right. Her, she got lead. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. I I'm never glad really she been, keeping it real. I'm just right. saying, I've never really been into that baby mama stuff. I just mm-hmm. never. Because I'm not that type. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. You mm-hmm. know. As
1: long as your child is taking care yeah. of you, like, I don't really need all that. For what? Uh-huh. You so, know, for what? How you feel, Coach?
4: I mean, I feel the same exact way. It's it's more like gifts are completely different. Like I'm not gonna, I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna go out there and be sitting there trying to buy no buy my baby mama no gifts. <laughs> I mean, and especially if I'm married, it's like exactly. it's like it's like because you know what, like. Me and you aren't together anymore. And me or you are not together. Yes, mm-hmm. we have a child together, but that's it. Like I'm going to take care of my child. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like that is my main focus. Is I'm going to take care. I'm getting what my child needs. I'm not gonna sit there and buy you know. I'm not gonna sit there and buy you no, Like in his case, I'm not buying them no uh, no no cars and no houses and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, because it's because it's like stuff. you know what? No, it's like you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take care. Of, like, it's almost like um, i kind of liken it to somebody hitting the lottery. Like you know how everybody says, like, Oh yeah, when I get to hit the lottery, I'm gonna go buy my buy my mama a house and this all the right, right. stuff. You know what? Ain't nothing wrong with that. But the okay. thing is though, you gotta go out there and set the limit. Like instead of just going out there and take continuously taking care of somebody, you can just go out there and say, Look, how about this? If you're going to school and I just hit the lottery for like six hundred million dollars, I'm taking home three hundred or mm-hmm. like two fifty or whatever. You know what? You in school, I'm gonna take care of your school. That's what's mm-hmm. up. I'm gonna go out there and take care of, um, you know, you need a you need a, a a car or whatever to get you from point A to point B. Perfect, boom, I got you. But that's it. I'm not, but, but, but it's like that's it. I'm just gonna go out there and let you improve yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be that stepping stone for you to go out there and take care of yourself because otherwise. That's when you get this situation like that, where you get the the baby mama drama, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. they expect you to go out there and do things like that, and it's like, no, I'm not going to do that, like because that because that it would never be any issues with me with that. It'd be like, you know what? Here's what my child needs. Like here, you know, boom, 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 and that's it. Because guess what? You was had you was working before we we was together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, you can go you can go out there and work right. too. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, now that we have a child together. It's like, you know what? I'm manning up. I'm taking care of my responsibilities with for my child. That's it.
1: How do you feel about Mother's Day, though? Because she is the mother of your child. How y'all feel about that?
0: Well, I think that's fine. That's fine, okay. yeah. that
4: like when th- you do it, you do it from the child. That's right. <laughs> that's how crafts. you do
1: it. That's how you make it to where it ain't no more connection, yeah. you know. Yep. The connection now is... That's was, how you play that. Yeah, because that way, cards. yeah, you give it to the child and have the child give it to the mom, mm-hmm. and that way it will look like... For, of course, since Mother's Day is for the child, you know, Absolutely. for the child honoring their mother and Father's Day honoring the father... That that sounds perfect. I like how you put that, Alicia. Was, that way it don't seem.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was surrounded by family that you know you just. I mean, cause I guess cause it's in a different time. You know you, it during that time period like, I I guess I want to say like maybe the boomer generation, mm-hmm. like you still were was friends with your ex wife mm-hmm. or your ex husband. It wasn't all this animosity, especially if you had kids. You mm-hmm. know, so um a lot of the elders in our family, Mother's Day comes. You get flowers and a card from you, you know, and it wasn't like no funny business. like, oh, you're trying to get back with me. No, no, I appreciate you because even though we're not together, there was a time where we shared something so special where we created a life. And that's Mm -hmm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want to get a person the wrong idea. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you no more. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. So I guess if I was in that situation, I wouldn't have a problem with it because I'm not bitter. I mean, How you feel? If Curtis. I leave, I leave.
3: Hmm. How
1: you feel, Curtis?
3: You uh, a baby mama because I don't like you, so you ain't gonna. <laughs> oh
1: my that. God! He didn't say that, y'all. My <laughs> husband did not just uh, say that. He said
3: like, say, that like drama, it. He said it. He said what he said. coach go say. Coach go He said what he said. Because end of the day, we got a kid. That's where it stops. So, All that other stuff.
1: No. Look at coach. Over here, bro. <laughs> oh, you see, Cody's really the hey, truth, though. Cody's like, you know, I'm the telling
3: point. the truth. I'm like, yo, you a baby mama for a reason. Other than that, you don't like you or change mine so why would I give you gifts? Happy Mother's Day, that's about it. At <laughs> least he's okay with the Mother's Day. At least he's he okay we with good. that. <laughs> you not do what? I'm going to send the kid over there with clean, at least I'm not going to send the kid over there with dirty clothes. So Man. Yeah,
1: hey, I'll be happy about that. I guess yeah. he must hear me fuss a lot. Okay. Anyway. Know, uh.
3: <laughs> but really, that sounds like it's a lot of unnecessary drama. Yep. For what? Because yep. other than that, if you're doing that, it sounds like it's a control thing mm-hmm. and stuff and keep leaving that door open. Why? And then you get her calling you all going crazy, stupid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the outside looking in, and I'm just shaking my head like, "This is stupid. Why would you want that type of energy?" Right. Don't buy nothing Arson <laughs> craft, man. Macaroni, whatever. <laughs> 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this Dang, is coming Kurt. from a very personal place. i <laughs> Hank. <laughs> <Dang, laughs> I be looking like, "How do y'all like all that drama?"
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're in control of that. You know, it doesn't have to be. It I doesn't... don't
3: like it. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not in that situation, but I I see it. Yeah. I don't get it.
1: I don't know how to... So I know when I was asking people about it, I was talking to a few people about how they felt about it. Some people were saying, yeah, I feel like you should... You know, make sure to live in, ex- not live paying bills, but making sure that your child's living situation is suitable as if it was okay for yours, for people who got a lot of money. I feel like this was a rich pre people question. Yeah. I don't feel oh. like this was for mediocre me. Oh, you know, no, mediocre Floyd, me, this is I'm not going to work I'm with.
3: definitely doing that. I'm being, you know, I'm petty. If I'm Floyd and making that much money, oh, yes. See, I thought maybe
1: he was doing. something. guy is gonna
3: never be comfortable. Nope. Never. The only reason we got a fifty zero record. See, oh God,
1: (laughs) no. (laughs) The only reason why I feel like the only reason why I feel like um, for them it work is because instead of me giving you child support every month, that's how I feel like Floyd is getting over. He don't Mm. have to give out. All these thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that he don't know where it's going to. Mm -hmm. Now at least he can dictate, which I feel like this is a control thing. And y'all correct me if it don't sound right. Mm -hmm. It sound like it's control. You know, I don't want you taking all my money. I already walk around with a bunch of cash anyway. You know what I'm saying? And you
3: work for, uh, for his company. So, right. I mean,
1: he's making it to where you can continue to make money instead of me paying you in the system taking money. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I looked at that. But on my mediocre level, nah, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. We gonna have to just do Mother's Day and make sure the baby's straight and we doing, uh, you know, then savings. Bring
3: one card to my to Stuff
1: too, like that. Just,
5: just how, like I said, it's, it's, it's generational. Like, like, like you spoke of I apologize, mm-hmm. but you, like you spoke of back in the day, it used to be a point in time when a parent and a co-parent could actually exchange those type of gifts and have those type of relations without yeah. anyone no even action. raising an eyebrow. Yeah. But now we're in a day and times where, once again, the disloyalty is so strong, some women can't even trust that their man is, that's wow. what's really going on. Yeah, you know, right some women, yeah. Men can't trust that that's what they're, Women are actually doing. Oh, my baby daddy called, he said uh he was gonna take me out to dinner. You know, it, yeah. it could be anything, I'm not, I i do wanna go that deep, but I'm just saying, like, you don't, it's, it's it it has happened so much and it's become so ingrained into society now yeah. that loyalty is not no. it's not even mm-hmm. a part of it. And you know what? Anymore.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you, you got so many baby mamas. Mm -hmm. will know that their baby daddies have moved on, Mm -hmm. they're married, and will still try to sleep with them.
1: Mm -hmm. I was telling
0: Curtis that. Okay with playing second. So it's kind of like you got to be like, no. Okay with playing second. That's a disgrace. You know, you have women that will actually know that a man is in a relationship, and when this woman calls, he'll tell her to shut up, and she'll shut up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So you kinda gotta yeah. you know Absolutely. be
4: real. It's it's about starting it, it's about setting the tone right then er, yep. right then there. Exactly. It's like you know what? Look, no. Mm-hmm. It's like, like no, like yes, I do have a child with you, but I am married. Like mm-hmm. I do not want nothing to do with you. Nice. <laughs> don't be coming around me because I don't want no shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm nothing, <laughs> none of that stuff. Uh-huh. But the thing is though if you set it off right in the beginning. That's that should be it. Right. And if you if every I mean I'm not just talking about between you and the uh, and the child and and your the, the your fo- your child's uh, mom, but also with your significant other. Absolutely, that's right. it's like mm-hmm. going out there, and letting everybody be on the same page. It's like you know what this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. These that's girls are
2: crazy. You tell them no, they like he me, yes. Yep. And that's it, that's yeah. fine. That's oh. what they
4: that's what they believe, but it's about the action, you know.
3: Can't right. <laughs> oh,
1: I Can't relate. I can't relate. All right, y'all, that's our time. I want to thank Loyal Lifestyle 1000. Thank you for, thank you for this yes. merch. I cannot wait to put our shirts on. We're going to take a picture <laughs> like... Yeah. I cannot wait. And we definitely going to give y'all a shout out so people can click the link, order more merch. And uh, like she thank said you. before, this won't be our last time. No no no, 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 no. We, no, no, we, no, we got to have that continuation going. I hope y'all continue to record and take pictures that y'all continue to definitely. go on. Y'all just never know who may pick it up. So I mm-hmm. wanted to... Encourage you on that.
5: Definitely. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank Thank you. Thank you all for coming.
2: Thank you. Um, The next subject I wanted to uh, talk to our listeners about is uh, this Gail situation, Miss Oprah and Gail. (laughs) 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 And I know Coach, he ready. (laughs) But uh, I just wanted to know – how do y'all feel about this apology she gave uh during the interview with it was it Lisa Leslie? Leslie. Yeah. Um how y'all felt about the interview? Um and how do y'all feel do y'all feel that the apology was sincere or did y'all have any issues with it? Uh I'll start with you, Coach. How you feel well, about it? Well, I gotta start I first. I, gotta I mean, you giving me the most body language, I figured,
4: you know. I look, this is my my thought process on on um, Gail has always been the same as it is with, with Oprah. What's that? Is that sometimes you get to a level of of richness that you start losing touch with every sensibility around you. Yeah. And I think you completely become tone deaf once you get to a certain level. So with her, her apology doesn't seem sincere. Because it's like all you're doing is like uh, you're apologizing because of the reaction, you're apologizing because it's going to affect the way you look.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: You're if you're you're affect you're apologizing because it's going to affect the way your boss, Oprah, yeah, is going to look, and that's the only reason why you're apologizing. Mm-hmm. And that's just my thought process. Is then it becomes off being kind of fake. And I've always been one of those people that's like, I don't like like fakeness. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't like people being fake and for fake for uh, to go out there and make sure that you look good. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like if you're going to be genuine, be genuine. Now, her apology, it may have been sincere and she might have felt it, but we don't know because she doesn't have any kind of tendency or history of being sincere for the most part. Mm. This is my personal opinion.
1: What about you, Kurt?
3: Yeah, I felt she should have just apologized. Started instead of trying to blame it on the network. Once mm. you did that, I'm like, no, nah, that's just like saying your Twitter account or something was hacked. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good
2: one. That's a good one. That right was a good one. What about you, Miss Candy? Man,
1: y'all know I be getting real emotional on social media. I need to, coach say somebody need to take my phone because <laughs> I ain't like what <laughs> she's doing.
4: I'll send it to you again. Whatever.
1: I ain't like it though because okay. My thing is, she she knew she recorded it, but what she was trying to say, the network put it out before it was supposed to actually come out. My thing is, you, you knew the questions you were asking, and she felt like she was being as genuine as she could. But back to one of the last things that I was saying when we were talking to Alicia and Vic, you know... I just feel like we put a deval we we kind of devalued our black men, and that's just how I looked at it mm-hmm. when I was as she was talking. It was like, yo, he had more value than that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, instead of just saying, I, if you was gonna bring it up because it is a part of his life because it did happen, you know, at least you could have said or agreed with, um, agreed with her, agreed with Le- Lisa Leslie, and just said, you know. You're right. He was acquitted of it. You know, start stating some more facts about it. That was more so in his favor because he did win the case. You know, if it was anybody else that has won a case or anybody else that has fought their way through the system. And now, like Vic said, you know, he he beat the system. He did admit. To what, you know, what he did. But mm-hmm. at the end, there was there was some positivity in it. She didn't talk about none of that. And that's where, that was my problem. Mm-hmm. That was my whole problem. I don't know. And
3: then she tried to reiterate the question when Lisa Leslie answered it the first time. Mm-hmm. And you can
1: see it was, like, mm-hmm. affecting her. I, I don't think I can continue to push on. I understand you doing your job as a journalist. I get it. But we have to learn how to be more sensitive, especially since we can't say the word "gay" in a jokingly matter. You know what I'm saying? Why could we take that in a joke? You know what I'm saying the way that I just don't like it. I don't like it. We can be sensitive about the things we want to be sensitive about it's,
4: it's a, as a journalist, you have a responsibility to kind of you can you can ask the tough questions. That's kind of what the the game is that's part of the part of it, mm-hmm. but you also have to have some kind of awareness. It's like, you know that's what? True. This just happened and you got to look around and say, all right, well, everybody loves this man. Everybody cares about this man, regardless of what he did, regardless of what he has done done in the past and everything like that. So maybe I can kind of curtail it a little bit, not necessarily not ask the hard question, but to go out there and just if if I ask that hard question and somebody answers it, that's it move on to the next question. Don't sit up there and try to harp on it because then it sounds like you're trying to start some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and, then that's yeah. Exa- and that's exactly what ended up happening. Yeah. And that's exactly what ended then, up happening. Because that, that interview could have went learned, a whole lot better. She,
2: this should be a lesson for her because the one thing that stood out to me is how this network that she was representing did not represent her so they she was thrown under the bus and everybody was looking at her her nobody backed Mm -hmm. her oprah had her piece to say about how she's not good with the ridicule so the hell what um (laughs) you made your bed you lay in it so hopefully this is a lesson to her um you know you can't just say what you want when you want and and on some level it should be some integrity like you're an african-american woman you know and these people are grieving mm-hmm. and if you any humanity whatsoever in your brain should go you know what you know i'm pretty sure his family is listening and you know my words and my questions aren't going to hurt Kobe because he's gone but i know they'll definitely hurt these kids or hurt the families that are you know without this family member that met so much of them and not to mention the elephant that's consistently in a room it wasn't 100% proven That the accusations were true. So why even bring it up at a time like this? So, Mm -hmm. no, sis, I don't feel sorry for you. I feel like you got exactly what you deserved. And I honestly feel like they took it really easy on her.
3: Definitely did. She earned it.
2: How y'all <laughs> feel about Snoop? How y'all feel about him calling her a what? Uh what a
1: bullheaded uh No, I'm I can say it, but I'm gonna let someone go ahead, Curtis. Tell him what he called it.
3: Man, nobody wanna, her, wanna say I told, it. I told what? you, once you apologize for okay. it, it, ain't no okay. need for me to even keep saying it. Yeah.
2: I wanna know. I can't remember. He called her.
4: <laughs> I know what he said, but I mean I was <laughs> I mean I was down, I was down with it. And I was like
2: that's just really? Snoop, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: that's, that's, I like, uh-huh. like, that's what that's what happens. I was you like, you, play. That's what happens. So you did it. And that's what happens. So
1: what I do like about social media is that a lot of people are more vocal. Mm. They are able to express how they feel, and things shoot across the internet and in, like lightning speed, and everybody can see it. They can view it. They can comment. Twitter, Twitter went after. I mean, what I do love about it is that sometimes I feel like Gail and Oprah because what i'm let me stop putting gail on the same paddle stool of oprah no I, you cannot you know that. she
4: worships at the foot yeah of oprah,
1: you is so. please exactly so <laughs> let me stop putting let me just stop saying it but oprah and gail the reason why i'm saying both of them because they are up there in age they're older than me they're my elders but what i will say is that's something the elders need to do is start reaching back and actually connecting with the younger community because if you were in connection with your community and not just meaning people over in Africa and other places I'm not saying Oprah and Gail aren't connected with the community but if you were really intapped into the community you would understand that that bothered us you would understand they
3: believe in the youth like that's that and either. that's what kind of that's what I was getting yeah, ready that's to that's say what we I don't feel like they care if you care you would know I don't think they cared for a long time that's you what I'm saying tell. that's you
4: what, what I'm saying. She had, like, especially with Oprah, because, like, if you ask my, my lady, she knows how much, you know, I'm not saying I, do, I don't like Oprah, mm-hmm. but I haven't been a fan of hers for a very long time. And the reason why is a real simple one is that you're not real. It's like, wow. like, you used to be part of the crew. You mm-hmm. used to be part of the crew. And mm-hmm. then you got out, you got out, You you got up, you got out and everything, and you never looked back, even though you may go out there and... Build schools in Africa mm-hmm. and donate the stuff in Chicago and stuff like that. When was the last time you physically saw her doing anything, as far as like just being in the neighborhoods?
1: Yeah,
4: you can't. I mean, and I'm not talking about because it's easy to write a check.
1: That's true.
4: It's easy to I mean if you got like a bunch of money to at your disposal, yeah, I can sit back and just be like, you know what? Here's you know five hundred thousand dollars to whatever it is and blah blah blah. But it's it just seems like she has just kind of gotten to the level of she she's so it's so back behind her Mm -hmm. that she can't see it anymore and that's the reason why it's
1: important for people to get on that kind of pedestal to reach back into the community like that because yes i feel like it's important (laughs) now um especially now that you see how much um how much the the community underneath people that are really high up how much they look up to people but i don't I don't know. I just never really seen Oprah do that. And I'm not trying to throw no shade like that. Cause I really do respect her work and where she came from and everything. I just wish she would reach back out into the community. She, she
2: has, she's done quite a few scholarships for uh, minorities, um, mm-hmm. for universities, mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of the kids that got these scholarships, if she didn't do it, they wouldn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. Very successful, solid black young men that she's helped out. And, uh, I don't know, I just kind of, I got mixed feelings because I feel like to do something and reach back into the community isn't necessarily a priority mm-hmm. uh, is or not a priority for everyone. And it's not something that is owed to the community just because she has money now. Um, my issue is primarily with character and consistency. Like you said, there was once upon a time where community and uh, being a minority for her was everything and wanting to bring everybody else up with her and just watching that change with time, because money, depending on how much money you have, money will change the people around you. And when you have the different circle that has money that's equal to what you have, it changes your personality, unfortunately. So I feel like because her circle changed, she changed. Mm. And it was kind of inevitable for her to change. But... Her consistency and character, that's up to her. And she—and that changed in ways that are, to me, very distasteful. So I don't feel like she owes the community money because she has it. I just, I'm sorry, but I just have a different viewpoint. But I just feel like she's fake, like you said. I feel like she's really fake.
1: What about Wendell? Wendell? window do i mean wendy does that oh too i'm sorry <laughs> Well, am about to leave she got fake,
2: she got fake boobs so i kind of feel like what's messed a... up what's
4: messed up about her is that she's almost om- like almost it's the same parallel as the as oprah it's because when y'all look at her history when she was in new york and she was on the radio and stuff like that she was the realest cat out there she was mm-hmm. asking the tough questions she was out there doing things she wasn't fake mm-hmm and I don't know what the hell happened afterwards. She once she had her surgeries and all this other <laughs> stuff, she just went completely nuts. And then now you see is is the product of what you see now. Yeah.
2: she always been like just asking the tough questions and not caring about people in the community. I think she consisted. Don't like her. But one thing no, I, I don't, don't like give her. her she is consistent. She is a piece of shit through and through every day, from the moment she wakes up to the moment she
4: goes to sleep. And what really solidified that whole oh. thing was what she said about um, Drew Carey's um, ex was an ex fiance or whatever did Yeah, yeah. I saw. I mean, I wasn't watching because you know I, I can't stand when it was. But <laughs> like they kept showing it on TV. Is that she was up there? Um, she was talking about it, mm-hmm. and she um, made a joke about how the how the fiance died or whatever, about her being pushed out of a third story balcony thing. Mm-hmm. and the joke was like she said it, and then everybody in the crowd the audience was just like,
2: like, are you kidding me?
4: Like, almost like, no, like nobody laughed. Like, nobody <laughs> laughed. Nobody <laughs> had any words. Everybody just kind of like. And she
2: was just stuttering because she was just like not expecting for everybody to just look at her like, wow, you are trash.
4: And then she's and then she does. She hasn't apologized. She hasn't. I don't think she I, did. She, she made did? a video oh, okay.
2: and she was like, you know how she does her her water work cry thing like she did for Whitney Houston because <laughs> in her interview with Whitney Houston, you know Whitney was throwing all types of shade because. Wendell was being like really disrespectful to her. <laughs> to deal her. You got me calling her Wendell. <laughs> ah, I blame it is Wendell. you. So oh, anyway, I got her calling
3: her Wendell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so after Wendy Houston died, after taking her through all this mess, she knows she, you know, cut an onion and put it under her face and made a video. I don't know if she cut an onion, but that's how I felt. That's how I imagine her doing it. Cause her tears, I guess, cause all of the surgery, she can't fully cry tears, and it could be the crack cocaine. Oh no, that just probably is or whatever it. she was doing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So
4: it's, it's it's it's
1: Hollywood. That's how about yeah. I just say it's. I feel like it's Hollywood. It's, yeah, Hollywood and and, and, and,
4: and and exactly. And then two, it's it's in her case, it's a little bit more than that. It's how can you go out there and get into anybody else's shit when you don't have your own shit together, right? And that's Mm -hmm. the number one reason why I always believe that hurt people hurt people.
2: They do. Mm -hmm.
4: And it's like, she's been hurt. She's been down. She's been all the other stuff and she hasn't gotten out of it. So instead of trying to get out of it and change for the better, it's let me just go ahead and just keep talking shit about everybody else and get everybody else all upset and stuff like that for ratings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not, these are not the ratings that you want. Right. Because you get eventually, they'll end up canceling you. Like people don't realize that they'll (laughs) end up being like, you know what? we tired of your shit, get out.
2: And I, I guess we were supposed to forget that she was just in sober living. Yeah. Uh, and uh, passing out on stage, and I hear that's twice. They only caught it on camera once, but... Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, are we, did we, are we supposed to have forgotten all of that? Like, because, Let's pray for Wendell. Yeah. 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 That is I, I pray that her legs uh, gain a little more weight, so it can catch up with the rest of her body. I'm. You so, know what?
1: I'm so I, then I, trying to <laughs>
3: pick up her new boyfriend. <laughs>
2: Man,
1: I'm not about to deal skin. with Mo. Yes. We supposed to be talking about Unto, and we didn't got a
2: window. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So Mo, what we talk about? Do uh, about you want to read Over. our
1: letter? Oh, we can.
2: Oh, so let me tell y'all. So I got a letter from one of you guys regarding friendships because in the past we did an episode regarding friendships, and she felt like hey, it'd be a, something solid to touch on. So. Let's hear what y'all think. So the letter is, um, dear Wokish, my best friend and I have been friends for 20 years. My best friends and I, we have experienced so many good things together, been there for marriages, childbirths, heartaches, everything. For the most part, I have always been the single one out of the four of us dating here and there, but never really anything serious. Well, that was until two years ago where I met my boy, my then boyfriend, now fiance. Our relationship is absolutely wonderful. And we are excited to start our future together. Being I guess that they're engaged now. Okay. So there's just one problem. I'm being accused of changing by my friends. They have gone as far as to call me fake, boring, and just overall someone else. One of my friends claimed that she is worried for me because she thinks I am changing who I am to make him marry me. Ooh. We got into a shouting match because she kept saying that my marriage wouldn't last because I'm not being my full self. Wow. I think they're fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. and kind of jealous. I'm at a point where I'm starting to see some of the things That we used to do together as kind of childish and unnecessary all of them are in steady relationships but go to the club every weekend get drunk every weekend and from time to time put themselves in dangerous positions for attention it was brought to my attention that they stopped inviting me because every time i go with them now Every time I go with them, I'm telling them to be careful with how much they drink and to watch their surroundings. That is the stupidest shit I have ever heard. (laughs) Why shouldn't you want your friends that care about you, that care about you, right? I don't know what that means. Anyway, they blame that the new thought process of mine is from my fiance as well. I feel that it is unreasonable for me to be the same person after 20 years of friendship. I agree. Mm-hmm. All of them have their families, and it's my turn now. Aww. I refuse to be put in the middle of in the middle and forced to choose between them and my man. I need to address this in a way that they understand and respect me afterwards. But how? They mean so much to me, and the last thing I want to do is lose them. So what should I do? i start with you candy <clears throat> <laughs> i don't
1: you know i was shout out to the steve harvey morning show i was listening to steve harvey morning show this uh, morning and as i was driving really early and one of the um one of the letters that strawberry letters that they wrote about was similar to this uh no i don't think it was a strawberry letter i think steve harvey asked a question maybe it wasn't Strawberry Letter. Listen, let me just go to the question. Steve Harvey <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> um, asking his uh, host, his other co-host or whatever, have you all had a really good friend or a best friend that's no longer your best friend or really good friend? And everybody was able to say, you know, yes. What I really say is, is that it's almost not a a good way or a bad way to tell somebody to mind their own business. Mm-hmm. And to me... I know that sound harsh, um, but if you was really my friend, you'll be happy for me no matter what decision I make. As long as I'm not killing myself, I'm not hurting my family, my Mm -hmm. friends. I'm not out here bringing any harm to anybody around me. If this is what makes me happy, you should be happy for me. You should love me for me just like I loved you for you, for your relationships and everything else that you went through. I don't like it when friends begin to put themselves in the middle of your relationship and your new happiness. You, if you can't support me the way that I support you, you're how how can you call that a friend? Yeah. I think on one of them um love and hip hop shows, my husband was watching. That's what a cousin was actually doing. What is it? Uh, growing up hip hop was one of the uh, salt and pepper. Um, oh yeah. Pep's, uh daughter getting, involved, getting
3: in the way of her engagement. Yeah, I didn't, didn't like that.
1: Yeah, I ain't like that. The cousin was getting in the way. I get how overprotective we are with our friends. I'm like that with my friends too. But as you begin to grow and get older, like you said, Mo, 20 years. Like, how mm-hmm. could you not grow yeah, with me through this process? Up. Yeah, like that's
4: what it is. That's ultimately what that comes down to is that it's it's about growth. If you can't yeah. grow over 20 years, that's a problem. That's I a mean, problem. that's a problem. It's like if you want to get stuck in that same. Not stuck, but if you want to be in that same situation for the rest of your life, hey, that's all good. You know, Godspeed to you, you know. But (laughs) if you can't go out there and look at it from, if you can't be happy for my success, if you can't be happy for what I'm trying to do and accomplish over 20 years and be happy that I'm actually trying to do something, then, hey, you can kick rocks.
3: It looked yep. like she had a lot of great examples of how not to be since she's been a single one for so long and mm-hmm. all her friends got kids, wow. relationships, and they out there still partying, getting drunk, putting themselves in certain situations. We know what those situations mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And she probably just don't want to put this guy through that. She's just more mature than others because.
1: She watched them
3: though. Yeah, can y'all them, see that? You know she saying? watched She learned.
1: had to watch them. She learned y'all, and now she say, "I don't want to live like y'all all doing that Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see what y'all are going through. If anything, mm-hmm. I learned from you, and I grew from that. And That's especially amazing. Especially she
3: said the things that women do for attention. Well, her friends did put themselves in position for attention. I can only imagine what those are. Mm-hmm. Does it get their reaction out of to do when they go home and all that stuff? Not saying that, but it is. But like I said, it just seemed like she just paid attention to what they do and don't. Don't want to go through that with the situation she in now. Right. It didn't make it don't make sense when you don't have to.
2: How
1: did, what, mm-hmm. what 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 kind of advice do you give them all?
2: Honestly, I was on the side of her friends. Um, because or I agree with her, but I was in the shoes once upon a time of where her friends were. Oh so wow. I wasn't okay. making the best decisions. I was very broken from a previous relationship. So I got with a different guy mm. that he was very serious about me, but um, I was too broken to receive the love that he was trying to give me at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had, we had a friend and they're married now and have been for a while, but we would always clow her like, dang, we just trying to go downtown and hang out. It's not <laughs> that serious. You got to make a big deal out of everything. Ain't nobody. I, I drive better when I'm drunk. You name it. Just stupid decisions on a regular basis. And it took for all of us to like, see how toxic we were in our own relationships, how our decisions were hurting us individually, but she was always straight. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she would say, hey, don't do that. You're gonna, <laughs> see, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get pulled over. And she would say things and they would happen. Uh-uh, see, friend? So <laughs> so it was like, it just took, it was like an aha moment. Like, dang, we need to start our list. We need to grow up. Mm-hmm. So as far as baby girl is concerned, um, I think she said something that was really profound to me. Um, I feel that it's unreasonable for me to be in the same person after 20 years. And that's very, very true. But you got people that don't change after 20 years and they think like, I'm real. I'm, I'm, I'm my authentic self. Like, no, you're, you're childish. Yeah. And you've been a child your entire life and you (laughs) never grew up. Mm -hmm. That's not something to, uh, that's like a, a a shining point of your personality that's pretty fucking sad. Mm-hmm. So um I think honey, I think you need to you sound like you got all the answers.
4: Yeah she got the answers. So
2: you you are it's not like you with somebody that is making you better, that's challenging you to wow. be the best version of yourself. So, um, which is why I'm with my husband now, because he challenges me to be the best version of myself, not for him, but for me, because being the best me I can be is a good thing for me uh first before anybody else. So the fact that he's challenging you to do that is causing you to look at your surroundings differently. And it's nothing wrong with that. I don't think anything's wrong with that. It sounds like they need to you need to find some new friends though, definitely. (laughs) <laughs>
4: so. or a matter of fact just let them go yeah. yeah because you know what it's real simple if it's if it's meant to be it's meant to be if there's if they want to stick around and it, it, it'll, it'll stay yeah, it'll yeah, be around it. they'll, if they if they'll be if they want to be down then they'll be down if not then they push on
6: mm-hmm.
1: coach you want to weigh in and talk about uh I don't I don't even want to say the wrong name, but Dwayne Wade and your thoughts about I'm his reaction like to, to the things. fans. You know what? i <laughs> he ain't right. But I'm gonna let Coach, since this was his topic, he he felt like he needed to weigh in on this. Let's no, see I what mean, Coach I, gotta say.
4: I just I mean my personal opinion is is that why why do we care about what somebody else or celebrities are doing with their families?
1: I don't know. I don't explain, understand. Explain I don't to understand. the listeners what's going on. Because, you know this is this is hot topic. Well nobody really knows Dwayne what's going
4: Wade, on. um and his his daughter, I mean, it was a son, you know, was a son, but as the you know, the boy got older he recognized that he was he was wanted to be a woman. He made it very clear that he was a woman, that he was a woman. Now, most people would go out there and flip out and go crazy and stuff like that about it, but Dwayne Wade supported his son like his support like he's supporting your child and the way i look at it is it's nothing wrong with supporting your child whatever makes them happy because eventually they're gonna because if you go out there and hinder it then it's gonna make it worse so that part of it i'm fine with the problem i have is the fact that everybody is like flipping out about it Mm -hmm. it's like how can you do that and how can there's no way in hell i'll go out there and do that what difference do it make? It's like, it's like, it's not affecting you whatsoever. Like, like so why don't you stay in your lane and worry about your own shit and let me take care <laughs> of my own stuff? Because it's like, I me, mean, it's just almost like, why are we so up in arms? We'll be so up in arms in that full, um like, protest and anger at things that don't matter. You know what I mean? You got people out here dying and crying and shit like that all over the place. But everybody and their mama talking about how Dwayne Ways that they're doing this with his allowing his son to do whatever. It's like, come on, man. Like, just just chill the fuck out and just let let people do what they need to do because that's their business. They
2: ain't even got their daddy in the home and want to talk about something Right, that. I mean, yeah. Shut up. I'm just saying.
4: It's what? real. It's all entertaining to me. Yeah, exactly. I don't and it's know like, them. Yeah, exactly. Personally. I don't know them and it's like my personal opinion is that's exactly what it is. Hey, it is man, what it keep is. And
3: putting it out there because every time I hear about it, I see Dwayne Wade is putting the business out there. It's not a news outlet. It's him like going on live, telling us this stuff. Correct?
1: I don't know what outlet he's actually using. No, I mean, I know. no, I
3: mean it's him that's telling us this. It's him. It's um, not TMZ reporting this. We no, actually seeing a video of him. I've actually been explaining seeing him
1: it, right? explaining it on. I, I don't know. I I don't know where these interviews came from or who was actually interviewing him. But every time I caught the snippet, it was him talking about it, or it was like a picture of them taking pictures on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere else going to Gay Pride and everything. I will say Bootsy was out of line. (laughs) And then again, again, I won't say he's out of line because I feel like we all entitled to our own opinions on anything in life, especially when you're a public figure. Mm -hmm. I feel like when Dwayne Wade came out with it publicly, he had to already accept the fact that some people were going to be for him and some people were going to be against him. So Mm -hmm. at that same time, that was the decision that I heard he said they made as a family, and I can understand that being a hard decision oh, yeah. to make. Um, the only thing I'm, I, the only thing I've ever been in agreement with with Wendell slash Wendy Williams, um, <laughs> is when she started to begin to talk about. I'm oh, for real. Listen. This, this is why I said it that way because she is a woman naturally born that way and she has administration and she's gonna eventually go through menopause and all and of this other stuff I just, don't know
3: about that
1: I <laughs> hope so y'all know. know what <laughs> we know they know over here
2: rolling <laughs> but look
3: when I found out she had a son I was like oh okay uh
2: you know, I don't
3: know
2: how about the play. He don't look yeah, like I did him. ask that question, but um, somebody else had that boy. Anyway. Actually, she
3: you know,
4: she got a baby mama out there. She do? Yeah, that's right. She does
1: do her baby mama too. Okay, man. Her it. name is
2: Bertha.
1: Oh, you know what? That's right. Wendell
2: and Bertha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I just feel like here's a confusion with me. Being a woman is already hard enough. We're, we're going to go through things that we didn't ask for. Even if we were to change our, our sex, scientists cannot stop me from having administration unless I'm injecting some more chemicals inside of me. Dang. They're not going to stop me from going through menopause unless I'm, you know, injecting me with more chemicals and trying to alter what God created me to be. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to say with that is because they're a public figure, you're going to, I'm just going to say I feel like it's wrong to call him a girl because... It, it just takes away if he's a girl what does that make my daughter does that make her a fee I just it's so confusing and I know a lot of people are going to get upset with me after listening to this it's very confusing when we don't have a choice to be I don't really have a choice to be a woman
3: it's not confusing just call that dude a boy I'm calling him a boy with. I'm sorry
1: I cannot call him a girl and I don't really know what to you know
2: so I feel 100% opposite um and I think it's because, you know, I work with at- at-risk youth and kids that um, identify as um, a- the opposite gender than they were born. Um, I don't think it's anything wrong with um, addressing a child as what they ask you to identify them as. Now, when it comes to sex, wanting to have sex uh, or... or um, changing how you dress and things like that or uh surgeries which i'm hearing some people are going that far when mm-hmm. their kids are still teenagers definitely inappropriate so um yeah i feel that it's i mean i don't think it's anything wrong with him going out in public and discussing that i don't see anything. No, um, wrong with it. because no. he's not it's something that he shouldn't be ashamed of if you're proud of who your son is then you know the ridicule, like you already said, it should you should have been ready for that, and I'm sure they were. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it was discussed for quite some time. So it's it's nothing to be ashamed about if they're proud of their son. They're proud of their son. So if what everybody else got to say. That's how I would think if my child was that way, and I made that decision that I support you regardless. You yeah. got it. Come with a lot of baggage. So mm-hmm. that's just me. You just
4: got to be ready for the, uh, if, especially the if you're in the public, yeah. uh, public eye. You got to be yeah, ready. I for even
3: it. had to ask Candy because. I'm not, I mean, I see what I see, but I'm not really into the story like that. And I had Mm -hmm. to ask is it him supporting or are they like pushing? Uh, We don't really know. know? Uh, We don't know. That's what made me ask the question. It It looks like he's supporting. It's kind of, it looks like, I mean, it looks like he's supporting it. who idea was it to go to the gay pride? Was it the little boys or was it somebody? Take them, suggest Exactly.
4: That part of it, you know, that's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like you don't know. You don't necessarily may not know because, but. From what I kind of like Candy said is that from my standpoint, it looks like he's supporting. It's almost like he's like, you know what? I could be angry. I could go out there and feel my own personal way, you know, personal way about it. But you know what? This is my child Mm -hmm. and I'm supporting my child. So whatever I need to do to go support my child, it is what it is. That's what I got to do.
3: Ain't yeah, you no know, wrong with that because some people support their child, and they ain't child molesters. Exactly. Breakers, it's exactly. Murderers. I'd ra-
4: like, rather, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather I'd rather support my child for them recognizing what they are than for them go out there supporting them while they're out there robbing and killing folks.
2: That is a
1: valid point. I agree with that. All right, y'all, let's get into this Malcolm X. Let's try to wrap it up in there. I know we, we who watched that Malcolm X? That. I know we are, but who watched it? Who didn't I watch did. it? You I watched,
4: watched the it? whole thing. What yeah. you think about it? Um, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I'd never believe what somebody, you know, what some government, you know, whatever it says or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always believed that something wasn't, something wasn't right about that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but something wasn't right about that. But the one thing I took away from that whole thing was, yes, you know, it happened, but I, now obviously I'm not, you know, Muslim. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I don't see how... A mosque, um, from where they um, a legend that the the assassins came from. I don't see how one one of two things. One, I don't see how you allow everybody to know that pe- the people came from that mosque, and you guys didn't do anything about it.
1: You didn't investigate it. 1st Didn't then.
4: investigate it. Didn't do anything about it. Ooh, the police or the Muslims. Both. 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 And you allowed the two people that were completely innocent. Yeah. To do 20 years for something that that you know that they didn't do. It was proven that they did not do
1: it. Yeah.
4: And you allowed them to stay in prison for 20 some years.
1: Didn't put nothing on their books. Didn't, didn't, do, no, do, no, didn't do nothing didn't do
4: nothing. It's like, you know what? It was almost like, all right, one guy said, I mean, the guy that they ended up catching that admitted to doing it, that that was arrested on the scene or whatever, he said it was me and like uh, four other people. They went out there and said that the person that actually did the shooting, that actually shot the shotgun that sh- that that ended up killing um Malcolm X, was a bigger black, dark skinned black dude. The two people that they arrested is both light skinned you know? <laughs> Yeah, that was so sad. And then it was like, and then they and then they figured out like exactly who it was because he's actually on the video. You see him when they're like mm-hmm. dragging the the one dude out or whatever. He walks past the camera right Man. there on camera or whatever. They've known and they've known that for fifty something, forty something years. That's true. And they allowed those other two guys that be in prison for 20 some of those years and they know they didn't do it. So I, I I mean, it just, it didn't ring right to me at all. And that's, I think that's the reason why is because how can you go out there and, and I'm not trying to judge anybody's faith or belief or anything like that, but damn, how can you go out there and know that somebody that you was rolling around with or rolling, rolling with didn't do something, but they're in prison for something that you know, they didn't do.
3: I think the police and the higher ups in the, Organization, yeah, yeah, hand in hand with each other. Yeah, exactly. How all of the stuff stopped with the, let's say, berating of the police once Malcolm passed away. Mm-hmm. Notice that, right? Kind of like how the mafia be, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, Nobody it's it's always said it, but somebody said it.
4: Everybody yeah. had a part of it when they go out there and say, yeah. "Yeah, those are those guys were the ones that physically did the, the act." It was all, it was all like coordinated, man. Like it was all coordinated. Yeah. Everybody benefited from. From his death, or from that, you know, and that and those people, or whatever, who benefited from it—the government, the uh, the 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 mosque, or just the you know the, that particular
1: everybody made everybody
4: money. everybody not necessarily made money, but they benefited from it. Where oh, he was know. he was going out there and and, and ra- like a rabble riser he was going to go out there and shake things up, and everybody wanted to stay the status quo. And that everybody, anybody that benefited from it Are the ones that you That's the way I always look at things Like who He's, benefits from something He
3: started talking about their finances Right and Once you start talking about them finances You know them taxes people are Going to come start looking through them books mm-hmm. Exactly
4: And they talked about They, they
3: touched okay. on There's that too Rico acts ain't no joke
1: Nah, it ain't no joke All right Well, I know when I was watching it One of the main things that I um, That I noticed is that Malcolm died without a penny, and I was telling my husband, he was 39, he had did all that work for the Nation of Islam and put in all that work, and at the end, he walked out of it with nothing nothing not a penny not a cent he couldn't even get an insurance policy in his name um you know it was just to see his last moments that stressful and for him to carry on the mission um I remember my husband asking why do you feel like you know he still was carrying on with the mission when you really feel like that you a child of God and you here for a purpose and that purpose is to be a benefit to the people you're going to do it all the way to the death of you and I admire that. After fifty-five years, I told my aunt they still haven't found any dirt on Malcolm X besides Nine. the one previously before he joined the Nation of Islam. That
4: ain't even, that's dirt. That ain't even dirt. That's, that's just right. yeah, right? that's That was just life. life, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: I just feel like that was really amazing and God really used his life. That's 39 years of a person's life. That's short of a time. 55 years later, we're still dealing with some of the systematic, Mm -hmm. you know, behavior, even being in our prison system, outside of our prison system, our schools, our communities. I went back and started researching. I was just all into this because I was really heartbroken. And you know, just to see that video where the guy walks past the um that steel frame where he walks past the camera. As a kid I remember watching that, like, why this dude so calm walking across the screen and ain't nobody asking who that person is.
4: All that stuff happening in the background. Yeah. And he's just walking back. You like, just
1: walking mm-hmm. right past. That was chilling. Hey y'all, I know we getting ready to go. I wanted to give our sponsors a shout out, coach. Did you want to No, I was gonna oh, I mean Okay. You know, Mo, Mo and... did you have anything to say? Oh, did you no, see no. it? No. Oh. Did
6: no, I haven't it? seen it yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't know if
1: we had any sponsors to shout out, and I didn't want to leave them out, so I'm gonna leave that up to Coach, and that way he can go ahead and close us out. Uh,
4: the one, the one is our my boy Jeff. He still supports the show. Um, we're always Thank looking for Jeff. more. Uh, we're always looking for more people to support us. So we put, we put that on. We put that on our page and everything too. That um, you know, we support whoever supports us. So anybody that's looking for an opportunity to kind of roll with us, then we'll. We roll with you.
1: What about the our vendor, our vendor that gave us those good Valentine's t- Day treats? Sorry. And
4: uh, yeah, Stephanie Martin. Um, hey, Stephanie, thank and you. Mom. What's the name of the place? Perfectly bliss, uh, blissful.
1: Perfect bliss bakery
4: there you go and i got it right this time she she hooked us <laughs> up i mean i can't say anything bad about it like, everything was good i mean i, I ain't had none the kids killed it yep oh, i only didn't
1: blame it on his wife this time y'all and i had
4: i had, you actually I him, had so. one cake pop that was it so but i mean it was good everything's good and we like i said we support whoever supports us so uh we, we look forward to you know maybe
2: going a little bit further with that so
1: all right, y'all. We out. Take care. We'll see y'all in two
2: weeks. Uh, make sure y'all What's check up. us out on uh, our woke under slash ish under slash podcast on Instagram. Also, uh, our Spotify, on Spotify, check us out. Uh, we should have this episode released in, what, a couple weeks? So make sure y'all stay tuned um, and y'all can go back and listen to more shows. Thank you.